Aloha! Welcome to the Hale o Nakaula podcast. We are based upcountry on the stunning island of Maui. If you have any questions or want to know more about us, you can always check us out at hokmaui.com. We would love to connect with you on social media throughout the week on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Today, our pastor, Daniel Oliveira, continues imploring us to seek the truth and grow in our walk with God. There are many lies that come to hold us back and divide us, but Christ has opened the door for us to grow together in oneness and love. Ephesians 4 15-16 But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into Him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body, being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth for the body of the building up of itself in love. Good morning. So we bless this this morning. You know, let it be what we need. You know, I'm being asking the Lord, Lord, help me to be directed into really speaking what we need. And to me, what I'm looking for is freedom. Do you want to be free? Do you have things that you think that hold you back and condition you? That's what I want to talk about. This just came in the worship now. It's like God spoke to Abraham and made a covenant with Abraham and made a promise. You know, and at the time... All the promises that God made to Abraham did not seem to come to pass. You're going to be a father of many nations and he could not even have one child. And then we know that he even told Abraham, and your descendants are going to be slaves for 400 years. And what God was doing is, he was putting his people, the people of Israel, under Pharaoh for them to get to a certain place and become a nation. And I think that a lot of times we are in our walk with God under some restrictions, but that's not God's ultimate plan. He wants to use us to fulfill his word. But first, he has to take us to a place where we are ready to be used by him. You see that with Joseph. Many visions, dreams. You know, but it didn't seem like anything was going right. Until the right moment. I want you to be thankful because I think that this is a right moment for us. And the word that's been coming, it is an answer. You know, we've been talking about speaking the truth in love to grow, to mature. And a lot of times we ask, why is it so important? 
You know, can I just go to church? Yeah, but the church is also kind of like a feral. It's like a, 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 a guardian. It's something that helps you to grow. And we've been working with Ephesians 4, and he gave some as apostles and prophets and pastors and evangelists and teachers for the building up, for the equipping of the saints. So the church is not for you to be here, sitting here, just learning forever. It's for you to get free to have a, a relationship with the Father. You know, but then last week I asked a lot of questions. Remember that? Did you work on those questions this week? Did you ask yourself, am I open to the truth? How am I hearing the truth? Who is free to speak the truth to me? Because if I don't hear the truth, if I don't receive the truth, I'm going to continue under the lies. And if I could find the truth by myself, I, I would have found it already. But if I'm not free yet, it's because I still need to find the truth. Does it make sense? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And you will not get to the Father except through me. So it is important, it is relevant that we think about this. Am I free? And if not, why not? And how can I get free? What are the keys and what are the tools that God is giving us today for us to be free? And so in Ephesians 4, I'm going to read it again. As a result, verse 14, as a result, we're no longer to be children, tossed here and there by waves, and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of man, by craftiness in deceitful scheming. So what happens is that when but it's speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects, into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body. And I've been studying this whole week. Why is it so important? Why is this such a, an important focus for us? Because if I don't, I'm going to continue be, to be like a children. And it's okay to be children, right? We have wonderful, beautiful children here. But they're not going to be children forever. They are to grow. That's why we, we discipline them. We send them to school. We teach them to listen. Because they are to grow. And then in our walk with God also, God is doing the same thing with us. He said, hey, it's okay for you to be five-year-old, but 
Next year, you have to behave like a six-year-old. And he's always in this process of challenging us to grow. Why? Isn't that a good question? Why? Because he has things that he wants to share with you that he cannot share with immature children. It's like a dad that's like dreaming of the day of teaching that child to drive. Right? But you, you cannot do that with a five-year-old. So you're waiting for that growth, that maturity, and that's this, the heart of the Father with us. He's saying, I have so many things to share with you. I have these amazing gifts. I have authority. I, I have anointings. But you have to grow. You have to reach to a place where you're no longer children tossed here and there by waves of doctrine. And I think that a lot of the, the things that happen here, like trickery of man and craftiness and deceitful scheming, I think that there are spirits behind this also that try to keep you immature. At least condition you that you're not worthy, that you're not able, that this is for somebody that's way more spiritual than you are. And I think that we need to be free of that way of thinking, once and for all. That's what I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking, Lord, we are not going to be limited by this what is that? the word hierarchical structure that we are going to be here forever and there will be always apostles and prophets, you know, and then we're going to, oh yeah, those guys are, they know what they're talking about, right? No, that's wrong. They're here to equip us to walk with God. And I think that this is one form of a slavery or bondage in our minds that we need, to, we need to have somebody speak the truth to us and set us free. And I think a lot of times we battle so long with conditionings in our minds that are like a slavery. But I am here in the body and I'm, I am an important member, part of this body that I have something to supply, and I have something that I need to receive. And that is the process of growth. And I know that we all know this, but hey, <laughs> I don't see myself yet walking in the fullness of all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Right? Where are all the, the signs and wonders? Jesus had greater works than this you will do also. So I, I scratch my head 
And they go like, where are those greater works? They're in the safe. They're waiting for the maturity of the sons. Romans 8 talks about the whole creation is groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. Why? Because we are still in the process of getting ready to be adopted as sons. Let me go to Galatians 4. Verse 1. Now I say, as long as the heir is a child, he does not differ at all from a slave, although he is the owner of everything. But he is under guardians and managers until the date set by the father. So also we, while we were children, we were held in bondage under the elemental things of the world. Why is it so, so important to mature? Because as long as I am immature, I am just like a slave. I have the right to everything, but I'm not ready to receive anything. You say, but the word says this, God promised this, God spoke these words over me. Yeah, but as long as I am immature, I can look through the window. You know, sometimes the father opens that safe and says, look what I have for you. Look, all the things, the treasures, like Abraham, God taking Abraham outside, look at the stars. All of this is going to be yours. Look at this land. You're going to walk through this land. This is going to be yours. And sometimes that's what the word does with us. It shows us all the things. Why? To promote a drive to grow. Because as long as I don't grow, I will see, I will hear about it, I will talk about it, but I'm not going to have it. I don't want this to be negative. Does it make sense? I don't want this to be negative. I, I want this, Lord, thank you. Because at least you're opening. You're removing the veils. Saying, your church should not be the way it is right now. It should be a whole army of believers growing up and maturing and walking in the fullness. It's interesting because even when God was ready to take his people out of Egypt, Pharaoh and the gods of Egypt did not want to let them go. And there are things that really resist or oppose our maturing. There are things that come in our minds that lie to us. 
No, you're doomed. <laughs> you did this wrong, and now forever, you're going to be limited by that. And we're going to take communion. And that is a reminder to us that there is nothing, there's nothing dooming us to defeat. Because he opened the door and he paid the price for us. You know, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to set the captives free. He's not happy as long as we are not free. Why did I put Hebrews 5 here? Let me see. Oh, yes, there is something important. <laughs> Hebrews 5, 1. Uh, 5, 11, I'm sorry. Concerning him, we have much to say. And it is hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. So this is, you know, whoever wrote the book of Hebrews. You know, some say it's Paul, some say Somebody else, we don't know. But verse 12, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. So here we see that this book is dealing with the same thing that we're dealing today. We are supposed to grow. You cannot live on milk forever. Right? If you just feed milk to your child, at one point, you're going to stunt the growth. For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness. For he is an infant, but solid food is for the mature, who, because of practice, because of practice, because of practice, you don't hear only, you don't watch only, you do it. The word is always a to-do list. The word cannot be another shot in the arm for me to go through another week. I need to take notes of the word and say, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to practice. But solid food is for the mature who, because of practice, have their senses trained to discern good and evil. Isn't that awesome? A lot of times we walk in this age and it's hard to discern good and evil. Going back to Ephesians 4, you're like a children, you're like taken to one side and to the other and you're always in confusion. But it is because of practice that we're able to receive solid food and then we have our senses trained 
Lord, I want to grow. I want to have my senses trained. And then he continues on in Hebrews 6. And he says, verse 1, Therefore, leaving the elementary teaching about the Christ, about the Messiah. All right, guys. I already taught you about the Messiah. You know what you need to know already, but let's move on. That's okay. Jesus is a Savior. He's a Messiah. He's a Redeemer. That's awesome. But we're not going to be talking about salvation forever. We're not going to be talking about forgiveness of sins forever. We're not going to be talking about redemption forever. Right? Let us press on to maturity. Do you see the intensity here? Let's press on to maturity. Not laying again a foundation of repentance from that works. No, we're talking about not talk. Let's stop talking about that works. Let's practice. Let's press on. Let's move on. Let's leave behind. Right, Paul in, in Philippians, leaving behind everything. Let's press on to know the power. So that's what we're looking for. Lord, why is this word coming? Because God has a big, bigger plan. He has a storehouse full of goodies for his children. You know, he has all sorts of tools and games and toys and whatever. <laughs> Anything you can think of. You know, he talks about becoming partakers of the divine nature. That's a good one, right? <laughs> Are you tired of your old nature? I am. And I'm going like, how do I get to partake of his, the divine nature? By growing up. How do I grow up? Speaking the truth to one another in love. We are to grow up. Galatians 4, 19. My children, with whom I am again in labor, until Christ is formed in you, that's the cry of the apostolic father. I want to see Christ formed in you. I don't want you to continue to be babies. I don't want you to be limited and be robbed of everything that belongs to you already because you are an heir. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with a baby. There's nothing wrong with being a child. The only problem is that you do not get to use everything that's yours. So, my question is, okay, how do I know, how do we know when we're not immature anymore? Right? Isn't that a good question? And I think I found one of, one of the things that could help us. And that's First Corinthians 3, verse 1. 
And he says, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to a spiritual man, but as to men of flesh, as to infants in Christ. And I'm not saying, again, carefully, waiting before the Lord, saying, I don't want to say this, oh, I am immature. And then, oh my God, you know, punishing me because I'm, I am a child. No, I'm saying, there are things that come to hold us back. There are lies that a lot of times we accept. And then we blame ourselves. And that's what I want to end. I want to separate what is you and what is the lie and what is the truth. And I want to break your bond with the lie that it's your fault. Does it make sense? There is nothing. If there is anything wrong, here is the provision. The word is the provision. Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Lord, is the provision. All I need to do is have faith and appropriate and move on and press on to maturity. Press on to maturity. But a lot of times we are, going back to Ephesians 4, we are carried by this deceitful scheming. That you think that you're forever held back. And I, I don't believe that. For any one of us here, there's nothing. Therefore, no condemnation for those who are in Christ. But then he was saying here, I gave you milk to drink, not solid food, for you were not yet able to receive it. Indeed, even now you're not yet able. For you are still fleshly. For since there is jealousy and strife among you, you're not fleshly? Are you not fleshly? Are you not walking like mere man? And I think that this is a very important thing to identify. You know, and now going beyond ourselves here, this is one thing to pray about. Because he is not talking about me individually here, but he's talking about the church. And then he goes on here, for when one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not mere men? You know, when there is division in the body of Christ, isn't that a sign of immaturity? When there is jealousy between churches, between people in the church, that is a sign of immaturity and God is limited in pouring out His anointing, His Spirit, the gifts, the restoration. What then is Apollos? And what is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, even as the Lord gave opportunity to each one. I planted, Apollos watered, but God was causing the growth. God is using apostles and prophets and all of that, not to create division, but to create the growth so that we all can walk in everything. So then neither the one who plants nor the one who waters anything 
but God who causes the growth. At the end, what is the, the whole idea? I'm going to leave Israel in Egypt until they are ready to be a nation under me. I don't want them to be under guardians and managers, under principalities and powers, elemental spirits. I want them to come in a relationship with me. And that's what I want us to understand. God is not looking for have a distant to have a, a distant relationship with you and me forever. But isn't that kind of a conditioning that we have that now, but, you know, I will always stay here in the lower, you know, in the back seat of the church, you know, and I, I want to break that. I want to break that because that's not scriptural. <laughs> we all know him. We all know him. Now he who plants and he who waters are one. But each will receive his own reward according to his own labor. I bless this for us. John 17, just to complete, finish this idea here, is like 17, 22 and 23. The glory which you have given me, I have given to them. That they may be one just as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may be perfected in unity. Another word for perfected is mature. You know, because you, you can be a perfect child, you know, but you're not mature. But what he's saying here is like that we may be perfected in unity. A sign of maturity is the oneness. As much as a sign of immaturity is division. So that the world may know that you sent me and love them as you have loved me. A couple weeks ago I talked about faith not by sight. Right? And I want to encourage us to keep believing and keep knocking, keep asking. And I bless that we, by practice, <laughs> are able to discern the good and evil. And we're able to follow the instructions that are given in the Word. Like I said, the Word is a to-do list. It's like a lesson. We talked about that, right? The school of prophets. In the school, you learn, and then you go home, and you do your homework, and you practice, and then next time you come, you learn something new, because that is like already old news.
And I'm glad to ask for us. Let, let's stand. Mahalo for listening to this message. If you are led to leave a rating and review, please feel free to do so. May God bless you.